The following program is an At Will production. Hey everyone, I want to start today with a little story. Something that happened to me this past Monday. I woke up in the morning and first thing I did was I looked at my phone and checked my emails, which is like the number one thing that all self-improvement, self-help books tell you to not do first thing in the morning because it just is a bad way to start your day. But anyways, I did it. And of course, the first email I start reading, it's an annoying email followed by me looking at my text messages. And I found an annoying text message, right? Followed by me looking at my download numbers for my show last week. And of course, I'm going to be super hypersensitive to that and self-critical and all that other stuff. So needless to say, I was already having a rough start. So I leave my apartment. I go to the subway. I'm running a little bit late to this meeting I had to, so I was stressed out. I finally get to my stop. And two steps off the subway, I slip on something on the platform. It was slimy. It was slippery. I almost slipped for real. And when you're an adult and you slip and you fall, it's like a real busting your ass. It's not like, haha, I skinned my knee on the playground. It's like, oh no, I might have to go to the hospital right now. Anyways, as I look back to see what it was, because you have to look back to see what you slipped on, I was like, oh man, it, it dog shit. I just slipped on fresh dog and I'm pissed because I was wearing my one week old Nike Dunks, okay? And the way they make these shoes on the bottom of them, if you've ever stepped in shit or looked at them, there's like a million grooves and like tiny little lines on the bottom. So it makes it impossible to clean your shoes if you ever do step in shit. And to remind you, I'm running late to this meeting. So this is like the last possible thing that I wanted to happen. But it wasn't until... After I had already been walking on this platform with shit shoe for like 15 steps that I started to think, wait a second, they don't let dogs just run around on the subway platform. In fact, I've never even seen a dog on a subway platform. And slowly, to my horror, the realization of what had really happened started to set in. I, Will Malnati, had just stepped in human shit. New York City subway pre-summer wet human shit. So until I got to a sink with bleach and a toothbrush, I was walking around smelling like human shit. Like if someone was nearby, I had maybe, like just maybe, shit my pants. I caught a couple tourists looking at me just kind of like wondering to themselves in a different language if this is just how it goes in NYC. Grown-ass adults just be pooping their pants on a Monday morning like it's no big deal. Anyway, we got a great show. Maybe that'll make me feel better about this week. My name is Will Malnati. I've worked in restaurants my entire life, so I've had to get pretty good at having conversations with all different kinds of people. And since I've been fortunate to meet some really interesting folks during my time in the business, this is my chance to chat with them outside of the restaurant. You're listening to The Drop-In. Today I'm talking with Nico Tortorella. He is an actor on the TV show Younger, which is about to start filming its third season on TV Land. Nico and I go way back. We went to high school together in the suburbs of Chicago. This is actually part one of two with Nico. So strap in. 
Bumblebee, bumblebee, bumblebee. The big black bug, but the big brown bear, and the big brown bear blood blood. Oh, that's the one you've worked on. Yeah. What's it to do to die today in a minute or two till two? A thing distinctly hard to say, but harder still to do. We'll beat a tattoo at a quarter till two with a rat ta 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 Wow. Yeah, it keeps going on and on and on and on. These are the voices in your head. It's just that's it. All day, every day. I've never listened to a podcast in my entire life. I got sober from alcohol over a year ago. It's been a year and a couple months now. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Um, was there one situation that happened that stands out <laughs> that you were like, okay? Um, there were a handful of situations. Yeah. I mean... There wasn't the one that you no. tell where you're like, this one day. Well, okay, so... Fell down the stairs, but, puked all over myself, and my pants were off. I mean, that happened a couple times. <laughs> that's that's a Monday. That was a regular that, that, that Monday. Was, that was just a normal <laughs> weekly uh, interaction with myself. Um, I was living in New York City. I was shooting the first season of Younger, and I... I was, like, drinking heavily, but only working a couple days a week. So, like, nobody at work knew. I wasn't, like, hanging out with work people. and But I was, like, partying in New York City, as so many people do, right? And, like, it's so easy to get caught up in the scene out in New York. And I we wrapped, and I decided I was going to get dreadlocks. I was going to get a full head of extensions of dreadlocks. Why? Because I am creative. And it was just something different to yeah, do. Yeah, I just had time off. So I was like, I'm just going to do it. I was like, you know, I was playing this super heteronormative, just like n- bro Brooklyn dude on TV. And I was like, I'm just going to go do something ridiculous. So I did. Um, and I hired some woman off off craigslist this is the day of the rap party right i i i found go ahead what do you type into craigslist dreadlocks <laughs> dreadlocks today dreadlock extensions today yeah 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 and so i found a woman named anta was her name how she, long did it take her to respond immediately, she, immediately. <laughs> she's, just, she's just sitting there waiting, waiting for someone like you to write dreadlocks today totally yeah yeah i'm your girl what time So she came over at like, I don't know, eight o'clock at night. uh, And I was already wasted at that point. I was like deep into some some whiskey. My buddy was over. My brother was getting off the plane. And I had a full head of dreadlocks at this point. And the rap parties that night. And we show up to the rap. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to the rap party. I'm fucked up. Like, I'm going to stay home. I can stay home. It's cool. I'm just going to stay home. And because nobody at work has, has ever seen me fucked up, right? Right. Up until this, this point. This is a side of you that they just hadn't experienced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just, yeah. It was something I did like with my friends in closed doors and nobody knew about. Come to like, I don't know, one o'clock in the morning. The party's still going on. I get a phone call being like, where the fuck are you? I'm like blacked out at this point for the most part. And we wind up showing up to the rap party. And I invited. Anta to come to the rap party. The dreadlock girl, she couldn't come. She honestly, she was. She, she had more dreadlocks to put in. Yeah, whatever. So we show up to the party, and like nothing really bad happened. Honestly, like I wound up bartending the party. Like uh, I was a different person. I like complete. I had these dreadlocks, right, of like in a big knot on the top of my head. I had these like yellow circle sunglasses on, and like I literally showed up as a different person. I think I had an accent all night long. So it was like you were playing a character. I was fully playing a character, right? And I mean, I think that's what I've done so many times in my life. And I woke up the next day at like I don't know two o'clock in the afternoon, and I had to move out of my apartment and drive to my parents' house in Florida. 
um, and my head was throbbing, not only because of the copious amounts of alcohol and drugs that I did the night before, but because my head was knotted so tight with these dreadlocks. <laughs> and these dreadlocks like aren't cheap, right? So I probably I spent like $500 on these dreadlocks, and I wound up shaving my head that morning and like driving to Florida and being like, my life is like, I have to get my shit together. You were driving by yourself? My brother came with me. Yeah, I was just I can't do this anymore. It's just not. It's just not. It just wasn't fun anymore. Yeah, it just hurt. I hurt people I loved, and like I really hurt myself. And it was just. Ever since then, really, truly, my life has like flourished in every way I could have ever imagined. That's great, man. I actually looked at a list yesterday of people that have been to our high school. Yeah. Have you ever looked at that list? Where, where, it's on Wikipedia. Oh, fascinating. Oh, the list of people that went to our high school, not been to Alums. our high school. I thought you meant just like walked into our high school. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's a big list, dude. There's a it's lot real. of people. It's like a power list. Yeah. Rahm Emanuel, Michael Shannon, yeah. Rain Wilson. Michael Shannon? Really? Rain Wilson, I knew that. Um, Bobby Brown, the cosmetics designer. Really? Um, She's badass. I thought it was a guy. Bobby Brown is a girl. Yeah. The whole time, Bobby Brown has been a girl. <laughs> Changes everything. Whoa. I know. You'll never look at your makeup products the <clears throat> same again. Seriously. That palette has a totally different tone to it now. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a bad experience in high school? No, it's not that I had a bad experience in high school. It's that, I don't know, I think I was an asshole a little bit, like via... The theater program, I was, like, working in the city in Chicago, you know, and then coming back to school to do shows and... You got a bad rap. I guess so. I think, like, I just had weird relationships with teachers. I feel like they were trying to put me in my place for some reason because I was, like, working while I was in school, and that wasn't something that really happened in Chicago all the time. I, I did this show called Over the Tavern in Chicago for three years running. I miss school every Wednesday for matinees. I mean, that's probably why they yeah. <laughs> hated me. Um, but, yeah, it was a show about three brothers, and I played all three brothers over the years. And so... As you as you grew up, you just kind I, of kept playing the older brother? The joke was that I was going to come back 30 years later as and the come dad. play the dad. Yeah. <laughs> It, it could happen. It could and happen. And when you're really old, you play the dog. I play the nun, actually. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Full transition into the nun. So overall, though, your high school, when you think <clears throat> back on high school, it's a negative or a positive No, thought? no, no. It's positive. Look, I had a, a wonderful time in high school. Um, I think, I don't know. I just had like a fucking, like some trouble with some teachers. I feel like, I don't know. We had a teacher at at our school that left you were gone at this point, and he left our senior year, the first half of senior year, and moved to New York City to come be an actor. He was like, I'm going to go give it another chance on Broadway. Right? How old is he? I don't know. He was in his 40s, I would say. Um, so he left the first half of senior year and then came back because he didn't get a job and wrote a manual on how to become a Broadway actor. And I, like, immediately had a problem with this and made it very clear. How do you write a manual about how to become a Broadway actor if you were coming back to school to teach because it didn't happen for you? Because you're not a Broadway actor. Because it didn't happen. 
so there was just like always this pull of power between me and him and a couple other teachers that like, I don't know, wasn't ideal. I was also stoned all the time in high school, <laughs> like literally all the time. Right. So do you consider yourself as someone who's against authority? I have. I have. I don't know that today I necessarily do, but I think that yeah, it depends on what authority we're talking about. Yes. The simple answer is yes. Well, you have a boss. You work on a TV show. Do you find yourself rebelling or being pissed off towards that type of leadership? Not anymore. No. Okay. What's, no. what's changed? Um, probably getting sober, actually. Um, Talk about that. So, so when did that happen and how did it happen? And Yeah. I Alcoholics Anonymous? No. All, totally on my own. Just one day woke up and was like, this sucks. I don't like feeling like this anymore. I, my bed is wet because of sweat because of sweat and i just was like i am not living to my fullest potential i'm not like doing everything that i can be doing and i just for so long alcohol for me was like you know a creative outlet and a social outlet and it just like stopped working it became like just it closed me off from the rest of the world so so hard and i was just done and i've seen like what it's happened to so many people and like people in my family and i just like didn't want any part of that anymore what time do you wake up in the morning now i was up at seven o'clock this morning just fresh as a daisy i had an audition early yeah yeah just going that's honestly the best part is waking up and knowing that you don't have to apologize for anything <laughs> knowing that you don't have to scroll through your text messages and just oh, oh dude well, I, I mean, I was really good at deleting text messages when I was drunk. So, I hear that from people. So I wouldn't see them. Yeah. But then, you know that call you get in the morning? Like, uh, like dude, bro. Dude, we need to talk. Like, uh, like what? I wasn't even there. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? You're crazy. Yeah, dude. That wasn't me. Mm-hmm. That was some weirdo in a dreadlock. Somebody else. It was, it was totally so. And, but it would, like really was somebody else. So. Did you want to be somebody else as like a performance piece or did you want to be someone else in these situations because you actually wanted to be someone else? No, I think I like if creatively it it got me to a place for so long that I was so open and free. Right. And then like it just didn't anymore. It just like got really dark and it wasn't like this fun, beautiful, you know, experience anymore. It was just like gross. Yeah. In your early 20s, it's cute. When, like, after 25, you're still doing that shit, like, you need to get it together. Did you did you go to college? I went to Columbia in Chicago for a year. Okay. Uh, and Which one, film, film school or no, something? No, I decided I was going to stop acting, actually. Um, Why? After my senior year. I don't know. I was after just... the after the uh, professor's transcript came out. <laughs> you were just like no, something like that. After the thesis of uh, how to be on Broadway, exactly. when you don't know how to be on Broadway. Exactly. No, no, no. I um, I'm an artist, a visual artist too, and I I, I just wanted to start painting more. Um, and I, uh, we have something at our high school called the Senior Project, where you can take the last quarter of our senior year off and yeah. do something like ridiculous. And I painted this like huge mural, or and I was like, I'm gonna be an artist. Um, so I went to art school and I took an architecture class at this art school uh, in Chicago and then decided I wanted to get into sustainable architecture and development. So I started applying to business schools. I always knew in the back of my head that like I was going to wind up in L.A. and I was going to be an actor. But like things were happening. Right. I was like, OK, how am I going to get there? 
and I got into Loyola Marymount Business School um, and spent, I don't know, less than a semester in business school. And what was the, yeah, what was that play? How did you go from the art to business? Because well, I, I knew I wanted to get my undergrad in a business program, and then I was Why? Gonna, well, and then I wanted to get um, my master's in construction and development. That was, like, the plan for six And months. all the while, underneath all of it, you knew that you were going to go to L.A. and be an actor? It just seems, like, counterintuitive. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> You I wanted to be I'm the me- most business savvy, architecturally trained actor, actor there is. <laughs> totally. I mean, I think maybe subconsciously it was just like a, a more descript way I could tell my mom that I was going to Los Angeles. Like, oh, mom, I'm going to business school, you know? And then as soon as I got to LA, I was like, fuck this. And I- so you went to LA to be in business school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. that was also just an easy way for you to, to have get, access to get to, out there. Right. Yeah, totally. Um, and I didn't know a single person in LA. Um, I showed up at school. I had like long hair. I started working at this raw food restaurant in Santa Monica. And I dropped out of school after like six weeks and started working. Did you tell your parents? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were totally supportive. Really? I, I walked into Ford Models and they offered me a three-year contract on the spot. What do you mean? You walked in and you're like, yo, they had like, check it you, out. You, you, gave, you gave him the what, Zoolander look? It's blue steel all the time. It's, I kind of have like resting blue steel face. Okay. <laughs> um, RBS. RBS, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you walked in and you were just like, hey, look at my- Well, they were having an open call. Look at my look. They have an open call like once a week. Okay, right? so you found out about it. Yeah, and so you just showed up. I just showed up, and they were like three year contract. Bam. Wow, um, is that typical? I mean, it happens. It's you know, it's yeah. not unheard of, uh, but I don't think you know it doesn't happen all the time. You have to be LA, really, really, really ridiculously, ridiculously good looking. Good looking. Um, in LA, the model scene is different totally. than it is in New York. You know, right? Um, and I think that I had like more of a commercial look at that point, and. Um, you know, I like had long, like wavy hair. I looked like an LA, like surfer dude. I fucking hate the ocean, but I looked great on a surfboard. Um, <laughs> that's all that matters. That's anyway. all that matters. By the way, it's half the battle. That's Just looking it. really good with a surfboard. Totally. If you know how to surf great. Yeah. But if, if you don't, yeah, at least you look good. Totally. Okay. Um, and so, so, okay. So what was that about though? Because once again, you're still diverting from what from you acting. actually wanted right. to do, which is. Walking into Ford's mod, they don't do acting. What? This it's, isn't an you, agency. No, but it's like the entertainment industry kind of all is like a full encompassing situation, you know? And it was like part of it. It, it is, like, but it isn't. Was it for a paycheck? Because mm, mm, most people who are actors and who are good looking people, mm-hmm. they go to Ford Models and open casting call. To make a couple bucks. It was it, it was definitely to make a couple bucks. It was also to be like, hey, mom, look, I'm dropping out of school, and now I am working as a model. Like, everything's going to be At fine. least I'm doing something. Totally. Can I say something? How is anyone supposed to really know who they are at age 18? Because I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know what I should do. I was fortunate enough to go to college. And when I was 17, I had to meet with a guidance counselor who asked me what I wanted to do or what university I wanted to go to. Well, how am I supposed to know what university I want to go to? They put in front of you a book called 
best colleges, and that's basically like looking at Hotels.com. The pictures are always way better than the actual thing. I remember thinking, I want to go to college in Boston or New York City. And then I just remember like one random person like, like passing by on the sidewalk one day was like, hey, you know, there's a lot of rats in uh, New York City, almost about as much as there are in Boston. And I was like, wait, what? There's a lot of rats everywhere. They're just like running over people's backpacks and stuff. This is insane. I can't go to Boston or New York City. So I'm saying when you're that young, I mean, you can be easily persuaded to change what you're doing based on such a little tiny thing, you know? And now I'm older, 31 years old, and to change what you're doing, like I talk about a lot in this show, it's just way harder to do. You can't just drop everything, or most people don't, and pursue something totally different. But back then, man, it was like I could change my answer from Tuesday to Wednesday in the same week. You know, I, I remember thinking, uh, what do I want to do with my life? Um, I don't know, probably like eat a sandwich uh, after school today or like figure out how I'm going to get someone to buy me beer for the weekend. Maybe, maybe I'll, maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll just buy beer for kids for a living. True story. Will Malnati at high school was like the kid that we, because I was, I'm three years younger than you, two years, three years. He was like the cool kid in high school that we like all looked up to. I like you talking about me in Th in third person. It, it, like I'm not in the room. Yeah. Well, I'm talking to them. Keep, keep, <laughs> keep talking though, like that for the rest of the time. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You had this girlfriend in high school, and I've told you this story before. But you guys used to make out in the hallways all the time. Oh my god. And I I don't remember who she was. So hot, dude. She was uh, an actress too. And you, but you guys would like. Yeah. You were. I mean, you guys were like always making out in the hallway. And it was like the coolest thing ever. Yes. Stay tuned for a clip from 1999 of me making out with a girl in the high school hallway. Just kidding. Ugh. What was I doing? Thank you so much for joining me today on another episode of The Drop-In. Stay tuned for a preview of part two with Nico Tortorella. What's your stance on sexuality? Um... I don't know. I like to think that I'm label-less of sorts. Um, I, I fit into but, a bunch of different boxes, but like I don't check off all of the things for different boxes. I just don't. Okay, so here's what it is. I don't see the world as like as gender binary, right? Man, woman. I there's like a whole spectrum of people that fit into all of it, and I've dated all of them. See you next week on Thursday, and thanks so much for dropping in. Don't forget, go to atwillradio.com and check out itunes.com slash atwill. Remember to give us a good review on iTunes. It helps a lot. Thanks. Bye. Three can keep a secret if two of them are dead. What's the one thing you've never told anybody? And what would you do if your friends found out? Everyone has secrets. Things that can't be spoken of. Incidents we regret. I, I think I still haven't forgiven myself for doing that to someone. Or things we're just embarrassed about. I told it was never to be spoken of again, and it was just to be referred to as the incident. But now, there's a new place to share secrets. The Secret Room is a podcast dedicated to stories. The stories no one else knows. Subscribe to The Secret Room right here on atwillradio.com.